0: Good day guys, thanks for tuning in for a brand new episode of Back to Backwards. Today I invited Philip Dow, and he is the head advisor to YFDAI. YFDAI is a relatively new DeFi project but with a very fast growing community and product stack. So let's just kick off the interview. Good morning Phil, it's a pleasure to have you on my show today. Uh, We have known each other for quite a while now. Um, since you were involved in several blockchain ventures. well, what has changed the most about the industry if you look back at the previous year?
1: Yeah, I mean, we it's been a long time now, isn't it? It's kind of been coming on, to, I think, maybe three years perhaps. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. good to be on the show and uh, good to be having this chat. So what's changed in the industry? It's a big, big question. You know, it really is a big, big question. But there have been some significant changes you know since back to the 2017 days and i guess you know back in 2017 um we was just at the stage where a lot of new projects were coming through all with great Mm -hmm. ideas and white papers that were you know telling everybody how they were going to change the world and of course some of those um were never actually going to happen and no people were buying into these projects on the promise of what the future technology may be able to do and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people in the industry then didn't perhaps realize that look you know this is a new technology and not everything that people are going to be trying to do would be possible you know we saw a huge hype and Everybody was talking. The key word back in 2017 was decentralization. But that didn't really happen. You know, the world wasn't really ready for it. But, you know, fast forward now to 2020. um, And of course, we have seen a huge switch to decentralization. You know, we've seen the likes of Coinbase, you know, their volume being overtaken by, you know, decentralized exchanges in particular uniswap so i think what we've actually done is in the industry achieved what a lot of what it was setting out to do in 2017 so you know that's you know a really really good aspect of it um and i guess the other changes that we've seen is, you know some of those projects back in 2017 that have the big big promises um they're actually, now starting to deliver, and we're actually starting to see real use cases from blockchain yeah. technology. And yeah. you know, because of that, we started to see some of the big institutions now coming in, which again was what everybody wanted in 2017. So, for me, a lot's changed, and it's really exciting times.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I- very, very true. Uh, I agree. It, it it seems like that all the promises made back then are are, are coming, uh, uh, you know, to to reality today, uh, at least for for some of them. And of course, we experienced, you know, a, a a vicious bear cycle uh, in between. Uh, but the past two quarters were absolutely crazy for the DeFi space, you know, in in particular. And some of the projects who were uh, already around there already, um, yeah, had the DeFi label. Some pivoted, uh, but also a lot of new projects uh, came into uh, came into play. And you know, the past quarter it was more like a frenzy with projects you know popping off uh, left and right. Um, and that's also when uh, yfdi uh, came came to life. So you know, besides what's so different from all the other uh, you know why projects how did you become so involved with this particular project
1: yeah well look I mean as you know I was providing marketing and business development services for lots of different projects and VCs you know mm-hmm. over the years um, I actually took a step back from that in uh, 2019 because the reality of it was that we didn't see value in marketing and you know, we was always very honest. And when a project came to us and said, What ROI can you give us for our hundred thousand? Um, the answer was very little. You know, you should go away and you should take on more devs, you know, you should build and you should prepare yourself for when you know there's more volume back in the markets. So we took a bit of a step back and you know, we used the time to reposition our own portfolios heavily towards the defi space um mm-hmm. and that's actually how i found yfdi because you know we've got several people in our research team we identified the type of project that we wanted to be investing and you know we reached out to probably eight or nine of the DeFi projects and for us yfdi was the standout one you know easily the standout one you know it was just the basics really you know doing no pre-sales Funding Mm -hmm. the development themselves, having the time-release smart contracts on all of the team advisor and marketing tokens, you know, the um, audit reports. Absolutely everything that they did was completely different from the others in the space. And for me, it was like, okay, you know, we've got a project here where the founders are backing themselves. They're putting their own money up to do this. Mm -hmm. these guys are serious so you know we invested early on and you know even though we weren't providing marketing and business development services for anything that we invested we help out as you do you know if you've got the ability to assist the project that you invested in you should so that's that's how it started we got on really really well with the team um, and you know the team said look you know we need more full time help will you come on board as an advisor. So yeah, I was more than happy to jump back, you know, into the seat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now it, it it has seen a crazy uh uh yeah a ride uh the past the past months. I'm I think I I got into wife Die also uh yeah, maybe two two months ago or maybe maybe three, not sure. Um, yeah,
1: you go very, very early. Then, so. Yeah,
0: but but for a for for a user, because um, sometimes it, it it feels like a jungle with all these projects out there. You know, are they all needed? So so what what actually does Wife Die uh, uh, offers uh, users?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the, you you just hit the nail on the head. There's so many projects just jumping up because. The word DeFi is the hype word at the moment, mm-hmm. but it's really, really easy to try and work out which of the projects with real value, and you know which are the ones that are just jumping on a hype train. You know, most of these projects don't have a white paper. Many of yeah. them have a very, very poor website. And they don't have a roadmap. Um, you know, it's very, very simple to look from the outside and say, you know, is this is this project got longevity? have they mm-hmm. got the services so you know the vast majority haven't uh with yfd you know they've got the staking which is live they've got the farming which is live um they've got safe swap and Launchpad, which are going to be out within the next sort of four weeks and they're really key elements to this because you know safe swap is an exchange which is uh, a fork of uniswap There's not many, many differences to Uniswap apart from a better look, a better feel, and also paid advertising um, available to generate an income. But the key to that is actually the launchpad. And I don't think people really understand what the launchpad is. It's Mm -hmm. basically a a platform where we can list new projects that haven't had a pre-sale, and we can manage the whole pre-sale process up to listing on their behalf. And doing yeah. it through the launch pad means for the, the buyers of the token, it gives them security and peace of mind because the lock, liquidity will be locked automatically. The team advisor and marketing tokens will be locked on time-release smart contracts. will ensure that there's no mint or no god function in the contracts and we'll make sure that that's all audited by blockchain consilium. So it means that on SafeSwap, the only new projects, Mm -hmm. and new projects is where the inherent risk is with the rug pulls and exit scams, the new projects that come through will have a layer of protection not seen before. And that's good for the user because it means that a big part of their due diligence has been done for them. Now they still have to do their own. They still need to work out. You know, is this project has it got longevity? You know, are they going to make it? But it takes away that fear of the team getting huge amounts of money on day one and disappearing on yeah, day two. No,
0: exactly. So you only have to decide. Okay, does this uh, this project has a good you know product market fit or some other stuff uh, you like to uh, uh, yeah uh, give value on? Um, so. And, uh, you know, die is, is very big on transparency. Uh, so that's also showing in, in, in SafeSwap that the, the projects that are listed there, that, you know, everything is uh, just focused on, on being as transparent as, as possible to protect early investors. Uh, so that's a really, really, really good thing. Because, you know, Uniswap is, uh, of course, it's a, it's a blessing. Uh it has changed the industry uh for sure, but it also came with a lot of risk. Um so it, it makes sense for a project like Wife Die to release these you know monthly transparency uh transparency reports and they play a huge part in your communication. Um but besides reassuring the, the current investors, what's the philosophy behind all this?
1: Well, it's really simple. You know, the team wanted to make a change to the whole industry, okay? And that's, that's what the refreshing part is. And to do that, you need to lead by example. You know, it's really, really simple. You can't preach unless you practice what you preach. So the key fundamentals are actually more akin to traditional business by making sure that all of the foundations are set in place, and that every single aspect of the business is done exactly the way that we're portraying that it will be. And doing monthly transparency reports, continuous updates to the community, you know, is just really a core part of what every project should be doing. You know, when you don't have a pre-sale, it's got its benefits, but it's, you know, it's also got its disadvantages because there are funds required to grow the business. Mm-hmm. And you know we touched on just some of the services earlier, but there's lots more due to come out, and there's lots more licensing to obtain. You know we've got the uh, wallet license and the exchange license, but there's an e-money app license application going through, and all of this costs money. So if you haven't done a pre-sale and you've got tokens to pay for the advancement, to be fair, I think it goes without saying that a monthly transparency report detailing but detailing every single transaction or token sold really is a minimum requirement you know shouldn't shouldn't that be the normal
0: you know for for the in the legacy world it's it's very normal so it's it's a it's a fresh approach and I think it's key in order to to yeah uh, have some sustainable growth uh, for the for the project itself. So you mentioned the exchange license, um, but I also read something about that you teamed up with with Ferrum for all kinds of staking features. Um, What can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, you know, the launch pad is bringing on new projects and Mm -hmm. it's bringing them all in a safe and secure manner for the project and for the users but these projects will need support. So what we've done is we've built a network of partners that can come in and add this value. Now, you know, Ferrum, their tech is extremely good. Um, I've known Ferrum and I've known Ian Friend there for again, you know, a good couple of years, maybe even longer. And Ferrum in particular will be providing all of the new projects that come through with additional tech services that they may need. So. Mm-hmm. Quite often a project comes through and they want to be able to offer, say, staking, but Mm -hmm. they don't yet have their data built. You know, they're not ready and they're perhaps looking to start the staking in three months' time. Well, by utilizing Ferrum, they can start it immediately. You know, it's literally like an off-the-shelf package. And it's not just staking. There's a whole host of other technical services that Ferrum can offer. You know, each of our partners has been chosen specifically. So we've got DuckDao. DuckDao have been fundraising for over 4.5 years. They've raised for over 400 projects. And they will give us the ability to provide a full fundraising suite as well, you know, for our new project. We've also got the the, uh, Foundry Incubator which will come in when projects need a more overall package with full advice. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah we are very well set up and of course we've also joined uh, a membership with uh, Sepa SIPA, uh, an organisation that are looking to try and you know clean up the industry and you know just sort of make the space a little bit more safe and secure. So yeah on mm-hmm. a part five we've got some fantastic ones already. But we will be looking to expand those out as well
0: awesome awesome hey and uh you know what are your biggest competitors if there are any uh in terms of you know this whole uh philosophy and and also what's your strategy to to, to make sure like all these, these fantastic products are, are actually being adopted because you're still battling against, uh, you know, big platforms like like Uniswap or, or other exchanges?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, a very good question. You know, we don't see that, um, that having competitors to be an issue. What we'd really like to see in the space is that the really good projects that can make a change are successful, you know, we're in the very early stages of crypto. People believe all of the time as soon as Start Bitcoin starts to go up, that you know this is the last cycle. But we don't believe that, you know, when we look mm. at the overall market cap in the grand scheme of things, it's very, very small. So we don't see anybody as competitors. We wish that the good projects that can make a change are very, very successful. Um, the way that we're looking to gain our advantages is predominantly most of these other projects, you know, only have one or two different areas that they're running for. With YFDI, it's a full suite DeFi platform. So staking, farming, lending, borrowing, insurance. But then with the e-money license, we've also going to have on-ramp, fiat on-ramps, via off-ramps, debit okay. cards, and also a full e-commerce platform. So, yeah, I mean, Competitors-wise, there's not many out there because none have that full suite of services. I don't think hardly any of them have the licensing. Most of the teams are still um, anonymous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I said, we're just going to keep driving forwards. We've got a very, very large marketing budget. We understand the need to gain volume, and to grow TVL, and to do this, you know, it's going to be a large marketing campaign as well spread across you know multiple different arenas including you know digital as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: okay okay that's uh that that leads to my final question and you already touched base on uh safe swap that's coming out in in around four weeks um so are there any other, you know exciting events coming up uh or 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 maybe even more more close by for uh, Die?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I can't tell you too much right now because <laughs> um, yeah, what, we Obviously. what we don't like doing is we don't like sort of um, announcing announcements or building hype for the sake of it. But no. mm. when we created the white paper, you know, quite often what people do is they put everything that they want to achieve, even if they've not started on any of it. And we didn't want yeah. to do that. Everything that's in the white paper is deliverable in the near term and it's either already done um, and just pending release, or you know, the partnerships are in place pending release. But there are several other services that we didn't include that are actually going to be coming out quite soon. And you know, one of them in particular, you know, is probably going to be launched this week. Everything was done and set up, but the issue that we had. Was that we wanted to make sure that it was a hundred percent transparent, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we mentioned earlier. That's key to why I've and we didn't want to host this internally on you know one of our own systems because there was no way really to provide that transparency. So we've actually found a fantastic partner for that uh, who we've been working with over the last couple of months. That's now completed. Um, and that is going to be a huge, huge service that certainly none of the competitors are offering, and it will create a big income stream not only to YFDI um, but also the users as well. So yeah, keep an eye open for that. Okay,
0: okay. Well, um, that I I really like the fact that that uh, in, in in terms of of you know future planning, you're not making any any overpromises. Um and it's yeah it's uh, something refreshing to see that that you guys just keep on delivering what you promised and but also I'm looking forward to that to that little surprise uh, somewhere uh in the coming days or next week. Um thank you very much for coming on today Phil. Um if there's anything you yeah want to share uh with my audience before we uh before we wrap this up now is the time.
1: All right, yeah, well, that, first of all, I really appreciate uh, having me on. It's been great to chat again. Um, you know, Final thoughts, really, are, you know, people look at the white paper and they see a full suite of services, and, you know, quite rightly, they think, you know, how can you deliver this? You had no pre-sale. But the team are well-funded. The team's grown rapidly. You know, we're now up to 12 developers, and... Hmm as we saw, wow. everything that we positioned in that white paper was already in place we're meeting our targets so we're exceeding our targets with regards to uh, safe swap and we will continue to do that
0: awesome all right thanks phil i wish you a very uh, fruitful week and uh, have a have a great day ahead and
1: we speak soon awesome speak soon bye bye